1: You're listening to the best of the Tom Bernard TomBernardShow.com, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant.
2: Who, me? me?
3: <laughs> well, and I'd like to really know if I was married song. to a horror piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, could just look at her license.
2: My
3: her special stripe. <laughs> that was
2: amazing.
3: Oh there.
2: my gosh. <laughs> Coming by sweet
4: corn, potatoes, onions. <laughs>
2: another episode of the best of the tom bernard podcast brought to you as always by bradshaw and bryant kicking off the show this week we didn't have any episodes so so we had to go back into the vault. We're going all the way back to episode number 311 with Geraldo Rivera on The Ticket. I'm
5: rocking Next. out, man. <laughs> <there is> <laughs> sports talk on The Tom
4: Bernard Show, Sports Radio 105, The Ticket. We are back,
1: ladies and gentlemen, the tombernardshow.com on Sports Radio 105, The Ticket. Mike and Bob and Ben sticking around. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah, that's a good thing. Dom has already been schmoozing with Geraldo on the phone because, you know, these <laughs> news guys, these news guys are all the same. No question about it. Our very special guest, Geraldo Rivera. Good evening, sir.
5: Hey, Tom, how you doing? No, we go way back, that's why. You and Don? Yeah, we're comparing, uh, you know, gray hairs. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no
4: comparison that. here. Mine's now white,
5: the whole head. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, mine is Lady Clarol. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, hey, you know, whatever. Well, thank you so much for doing this because uh, obviously uh, sports uh, means so much to Minnesota right now because our baseball team was terrible, our football team is terrible. And, uh, you know, other than that, though, Geraldo, everything's great.
5: Well, I, I can definitely relate. Don't you guys uh, play the Giants tonight?
1: Yep, that's
5: tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm actually uh, in New York, right?
1: Uh, yes, the game's in New yeah, York.
5: Yeah, I'm looking I'm looking at Giant Stadium. I have an apartment. Uh, Erica and Seoul, my eight year old is jumping rope in the background. Uh, we are, uh, we look over Central Park and we're looking right at Giant Stadium now in the distance over in, uh, the Meadowlands in New Jersey. So, it was, I don't know, between these two teams, they well, have one victory? Yeah, <laughs> one victory. <laughs> it's, w- it's not France Harkington.
1: <laughs> I will tell Bob and Mike and Ben this, though. While we were on hold, while Geraldo was on hold waiting to go on the air, he was doing this count, and you could hear this child in the background, he's just going, one two three and it sounded like he was making to do like one- arm push-ups That's
5: right. That's right. We, we live such exciting lives <laughs> well it is exciting you said eight years old she's eight
1: she's my uh the youngest of my five she is uh eight years old that's it is very special and it is very exciting no and
5: why and why i'm still working right
3: (laughs) they're still sweet at that age enjoy it
5: yes they're still sweet yeah definitely are definitely are no we really uh, you know in in terms of uh the the debut of the show and all that i mean this has really been a rough year for minnesota and for new york you know it's all about boston and st louis and in baseball and 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 in football, how about Kansas City? I mean, who would have figured Kansas
1: City? Unbelievable! You know what that is, though. In my opinion, Geraldo, and, and Mike, as a former uh, NFL player, and Bob and Don and every I Catherine and everybody.
5: Piano else. Now, she would, I, sorry. What's that? <laughs> my, she she
1: went from jumper up to piano. I just oh okay. <laughs> I'm she can do whatever she wants to do. This is this is a very. This is a very uh, easy going <laughs> show it's not a problem. Yeah, I like that. But but I think no, all you, you were saying I'm sorry. Oh, I just saying in my opinion and, and everybody else can jump in. Alex Smith is not a great quarterback but he does what he's told and he played the plays the way they're designed that's how he runs them and I think that's why he's had success.
0: I, th- I think I think you're exactly right. I think Andy Reid has found a way to finally harness this guy, and understand what he really does best is he he can manage a game. I mean, he can give your team a chance to win a game by not making mistakes. The defense is that good. They've got a good running back. they got a couple good wide receivers. And now they're finally starting to make it happen. And by the way, their offensive line, they've really, really upgraded their offensive line. So yeah. he gets some protection as well. But he's a good decision maker. He's not really the guy that's going to make every throw and, and heroics down the field. It's not. He's not that kind of guy. But he'll play safe for you. No,
5: I, think that's well, right. I I think that Andy Reid is, uh, you know, when you when you look at what he has done and and with with uh, a franchise that had a very defeatist attitude, my goodness. I mean, you got to give credit to the coach. I mean, yeah. I mean, of course you yeah. can't, can't do without. I, mean.
0: I agree. I think he's changed the entire culture down there uh, in Kansas City uh, for the Hunt family. Uh, that's been just a they've accepted losing as much as uh, the Patriots have, have found a way to win and and have learned to win. Uh, the Chiefs have been just the opposite. So Reed brought in a different attitude, and they've they've bought into him.
5: Well, you know, I, I certainly wish I owned one of these specials. <laughs> I don't know what I did wrong along the way, but uh, maybe Shelby will tell you. Yeah, Shelby uh, tell us. <laughs> 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 We uh, we work for salaries. That was that was mistake. That was the worst thing. <laughs>
1: Working for salaries, yeah, I think it'd be a good thing. I mean, you know, oh, yeah, well, salaries are
5: better than uh, than the than than nothing. But.
1: Well, you you both told the truth. I think that was a, that was a good thing. I from watching you over the years, you, Don Shelby and Geraldo Rivera. You just uh, Don was talking by coincidence because Don did not know you were going to be on a couple of weeks ago. I just told him, as a matter of fact, just a couple of days ago, you were going to be on. But Don was going on and on and on. Your as my mother would say, your ears were probably burning about the job you did with the uh, mentally, uh, let's say mentally challenged in, in New York.
4: How, how many yeah, years I ago the, was, that? The was the, at the hospital. At the hospital. One of the best well, pieces, you know, one it, of the first pieces of investigative reporting anybody's ever seen. 40 years
5: seen. ago. Really, yeah. What? Years, you know, it was 40 we, years ago. We exposed the first institution, but it's, it's still something that really is a very central part of my life. You know, uh, I mean, first of all, it's so rare that you have, uh, uh, you know, where media can really do good. I mean, media tends to make noise and, uh, you know, point fingers, but to, to actually get involved in exposing the grimness of those institutions and and then to develop what was an alternative, these small community-based residences for the developmentally disabled, we used to call them the mentally retarded, mentally challenged. Right, you right. Uh, you know, it's really it's, uh, it's changed the way the, the nation and whole enlightened part of the world deals with uh, people. I mean, it's just, it's, it's one of the few great victories, uh, you know, in, in my long and checkered career uh, to be able to say, you know, you know we did something that, that that worked here and, you know, obviously you got to stay on it, but uh, it is, it's something that I, I hope that instead of putting you know, he got his nose broken in a brawl with the skinheads, or he opened our Capone's wall I help people, you know, when when my run is over, <laughs> that they remember that. That's I'll right. remember yeah. that. I'll yeah.
4: remember that more yeah. than uh, anything that uh, you ever did. Um, and I was going to ask you, have you ever, uh, in your long history, these 40 years, ever did anything more important um with anything uh, approaching the the grand solution that you provided, because not only did you expose, you provided the solution, and it was a, a, not only a great piece of journalism, but it was a great piece of public policy, which is a marriage that's uh, far too lacking today.
5: Well, you know, it's a it's a, a great and, and difficult question. I, I just want to let me just go back to you know, because I am in in Manhattan right now, to what happened on September 11th. I mean, that was uh, you know, it was so gut-wrenching. And, uh, you know, at that time, my older children were in school in, uh, uh, on the other side of the river in, in New Jersey at a, a place called Rumson Country Day. That's where Bruce Springsteen yeah. and John Bon Jovi's children also attended. And as fate would have it, many of the uh, families from Cantor Fitzgerald, uh, you know, the big uh, investment company, lived in Monmouth County. And it turned out that the county in that area had the highest Middletown, uh, the, the, the community that I lived in at the time, and, and that Springsteen and, and John Bon lived in. We had the highest percentage of loss. We had lost six dads in the elementary school. So I left, uh, to make a long story short in way I'm way I'm talking about it, I left a, a pretty cushy anchor job at CNBC. We were very alive doing the Simpson case and a lot of those legal cases, and became the fox news senior war correspondent for the last 12 years and i have to say that being with the gis in extremis i mean in afghanistan first you know the dozen long assignments i had there and then uh in iraq and then weeding in into that uh, somalia and all those other uh you know uh, crap holes in the middle but being with the gis and telling their story and you know, conveying the stress that they were under and that they, they suffer when they come back and what their families are enduring. Uh, you know, I, I'm pretty proud of that, too, and the relationships that I've forged over the, the past dozen years in, in that regard. So, uh, you know, uh, I, I think of you know, some of the, the best friends I have in life now, you know, it's, uh it's amazing. Uh, you know, guys I started, uh, they were captains or lieutenants when I started out, and now they're, uh, you know, generals, uh, one's the uh, vice chief of staff of the United States Army. Ray Odiano is, is the chief of staff of the United States Army. You know, to see these guys, and uh, the men and women, uh, what they've suffered and what they've sacrificed, it's been, it's been something that I, I cherish personally. I you know, hope they, they, you know, I hear, you know, I have pictures on my wall of me and guys that are dead now. You know, the the chopper was shut down three weeks later or one thing or another. and I, I just think that as we, you know, in in our emotions and in our minds, America's already, uh, we've already evolved past, even though we're still in Afghanistan, we're still losing people. You know, in our minds, we're already, the wars are behind us, and we think about what the hell that was all about. Uh, but, uh, you know, the being with the, the GIs and telling their story, that's, uh, that's an important, important aspect.
4: Spinning off of that, uh, Geraldo, I, I just happened to watch... Um Knut Rockney of Knut Rockney of Notre Dame the other night with uh, uh, just what a 1940 Pat team, O'Brien Pat O'Brien 1943 yeah, sure. movie and he was testifying before a panel who was investigating uh, college sports and he had something that he said and and this I think uh, kind of works into what y- you're saying because of the arc of your career uh, getting into uh, military coverage and war coverage as a war correspondent. He said that football um, answers a a primitive need of uh, young people uh, for combat. And that the reason we do not have in America the uh, great coups and the great wars uh, within our borders is because we provide them an outlet of college sports and professional sports. Um, I had never looked at it that way, that there was some uh, sort of intuitive... Uh, part of us that needs to compete, that other places that don't have these outlets end up fighting each other. Uh, well, let's do, let's you, do you let's see? you see a, play a games, parallel?
5: Football. I, I, I mean, it, it certainly could be. It is war. I mean, there's no doubt. There's war. I mean, Adrian Peterson is this. Uh, you know, he's a general in his own right. Uh, you know, uh, but, but you know, it's just interesting. You mentioned New Rockney. I've been thinking about New Rochnie. Uh Why? Because he went to Fordham here in in New York, up in the Bronx at the school, where they did away with football in the 50s, they brought it back in the uh, the 70s, and now they're 8-0, they just uh, trounced Yale. They play a lot of, you know, Colonial League and Ivy League up here in the Northeast. Uh, And, you know, so people are excited about a college football team here in New York City for the first time in, in, in living memory. But going back to what you said about Newt Rockman, I mean, it, you know, working at Fox News, the two people that they—I I, think—the whole building is based on. Is, uh, number One is Ronald Reagan and his presidency and everything that he stood for. And the other is Newt Rockman. Uh, you know that whole—you uh, know how he was so firm in his in, in his love of his country and his uh, extolling uh, young people to go out there and, and to fight that. Uh, you know that. Uh, the that, that football, that, that pseudo-warfare, as you described I think very uh, accurately. And, and, you know, I, I, I played ball. I was the co-captain of my high school team. I was too small for college. I played soccer goal instead and lacrosse. But, uh, you know, I, it certainly served me as my kids, uh, both my sons, have been, uh, two boys, my oldest, two of my five are... Uh, uh, you know, boys. They they both played uh, both played high school football, and I, I think that it served them both in good stead. I you know I know that there's a lot of concern about concussions and all that, uh, and people and parents should so certainly be concerned about that. But I, I think if there's no, first of all, it keeps them doing something that's uh, that's righteous and and basically good for them. It's a great thing in terms of competition. Uh, the uh, you know how how people put their hearts into it, how it molds uh, so many characters. I, I, think, it's, I, I think it's great. I'm, I, I, I'm all for for sports. My daughter just made the sailing team at Northwestern and I'm, like,
1: I'm all for it. Anyway. I mean, that, Geraldo, do you have one more segment in here or do you have to get going?
5: I'm good. I'm good.
1: Listen to that music.
4: That'd be very like serious it. sports music, I'm don't you think,
1: Geraldo? I mean, it's cool. <laughs> very sports-like. Ben Holson, our fine producer, back in studio. Would you be Studio A, Ben? Uh, I'm sure. Yep. We're in we're in a remote studio. We're in a different building. Completely. You're in a bunker. Yes, we're in a bunker
5: <laughs> down the road. location. <laughs>
1: so two things I, I have to mention. Necessary. Who hasn't had their nose broken by a skinhead? Me. <laughs> so that's, that's statement number one. But I have to tell you, and again, Geraldo, I found this to be very funny. It was just an interesting day for me. You would certainly not remember this. We've never met. But many years ago, I would say probably 1999, when did Jesse get elected? 98?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Jesse Ventura became the governor of the state of Minnesota. And Jesse and I used to be friends, but then kind of drifted apart because, what well, for whatever reasons, he went his way and I went my way. and didn't agree on everything but you were interviewing him one night about probably 13 14 years ago and he started complaining to you about me it was hilarious so i'll tell you how this whole the whole thing worked out so he's going And there's a local morning show here in Minnesota that uh, they're just really unbelievable, the things that they do on there. And he he went on and on and on to you. And you were looking at him like, I have no idea what you're talking about, first of (laughs) all. But you were being very polite. You looked at him. But every news station in town lifted your last word about me. Because, again, you and I have never met. You had no idea what he was talking about. You were just being polite to him. But so he closed out. And the only you saying this is that was the only part they played on the local news over and over again. So Jesse went. So that's what they were doing. And there was a pause, and you looked into the camera and said, "Despicable." <laughs>
5: <laughs> I, mean, I got a couple of things to say number number one i I, I sort of remember that, but I interviewed <laughs> Jesse like last week you know I', I still am friends with Jesse sure uh, and uh, you know, you do the best Jesse I've heard aside from Jesse <laughs> <laughs> thank
1: you but it was i my mother who was a fan of yours, she's no longer with us, but she said... Tom, I'm, I'm watching the news tonight, and Geraldo keeps calling you
4: despicable over and over again. <laughs> hey, Geraldo, you say you're still uh, close with Jesse, and, and uh, many of us uh, have gotten Aren't. to know him over the years. But- now, But I have a question to you as journalist to journalist. When he comes out with a book... When he has a show called Conspiracy Theory, basically, and and he comes out with a book that says they killed our president. And I know that you have done vast amounts of research on this subject. Um, When you talk to Jesse, whether on the air or off, do you ever say, you're crazier in hell?
5: (laughs) Well, you know, in terms of the conspiracy book, you're, you're right that I, I totally believe that uh, Lee Harvey Oswald acting alone killed the uh, the 35th president of the United States. I, I have in my own mind no doubt about it. And when Jesse was on pushing the conspiracy, just like his TV show, everything is a stretch and they, uh, you know, they find, uh, you know, a nuance here or a wrinkle here or this guy didn't wear his jacket that day or, uh, you know, one, uh, one. Straw man after another. Uh, you know, I kind of have no real patience for it, but Jesse is a little different because he goes back. You know, I knew him when he was a wrestler. Then I knew him when he was governor. Then right. I knew him when he was in exile living in, uh, in Baja, California, uh, you know, where I guess he still has a place. Mm-hmm. And then uh, now in this new mode as, uh, you know, as the conspiracy doctor for the country. And it's almost like it's the same audience. It's still the wrestling audience in the right. sense, uh, following. Him. Oh, very and uh, nice. you know, I, and it's just like I don't want to say you know wrestling's not real, you know, and then uh, have him slam me the way that other wrestlers <laughs> slam John Stamos. Oh God, yeah. But uh, you yeah. know, I, I love Jesse. He's an American original. He's uh, he's always been very kind to me, even when he was in office. And you know, he's 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 so you know, it's like, and 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 don't take this the wrong way, but I think that only Minnesota could have. Given birth to someone as idiosyncratic as Jesse, no, as impossible to uh, typecast as Jesse. Uh, you know, when you, you think about all of the history and how you you know you could uh, you know uh, spawn uh, you know a Michelle Bachman and a Hubert Humphrey and you go back to all the you know all of the disparate characters that you've had
4: and Paul Wellstone.
5: Uh, oh, oh, right, exactly. Over the years, uh, you know, it's uh, only it's a, a very unique. Place. We've had lots of friends in the Twin Cities. I remember I was there not so long ago with a really fit mayor in the Twin Cities, uh, and we went, uh, 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 you know, uh, skiing together, right? uh, snow uh, cross-country skiing in the parks around the Twin City. That was a lot of fun. And then I was there for the big uh, bridge class. I tried oh, bridge, yeah. bridge class and yeah. how stoic everybody was in dealing with that tragedy. It was a, you know, it's a, it's a great town you live in. I The winters kind of suck. But, uh, <laughs> really? I, yes. No, it's a great sports tradition, and, uh, you know, people can really become very successful in their own, in their own right. And in terms of Jesse, you know, being a, a kind of an odd ball myself we kind of block together and I, I think ted i mean just to, insofar as his pointing you out i think that you should take that as a you know as this emblem of pride that uh, he definitely noticed <laughs> what you were saying about him There's although about
1: i will tell you very quickly when when he first ran for the mayor of brooklyn park which was probably 1992 Two. maybe yeah. somewhere back in 1992 jesse and i were, were were pretty good friends at that time <laughs> And he said, Tom, would you, uh, not you do me a favor and come on out and introduce me to the crowd, and then I'll just answer some questions. I said, okay, well, that, that sounds good. So I get up there, and I say, ladies and gentlemen, I do my whole speech, and then I say, ladies and gentlemen, the next mayor of Brooklyn Park, Jesse Ventura. And I said... First question. And the first question was, while we're standing here in the clubhouse of a public golf course that was very, very, very expensive, what do you think about that, Mr. Ventura? And he replied, we should have never bought it. (laughs) (laughs) I said, I just endorsed a guy who says boughten.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Well, like I said, he's 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 a...
4: Okay, let me bridge out of this one here. Well, like I said, he's kind of an American original. And uh, good job, Geraldo. That
1: was wonderful. This is how but... a
4: guy keeps a job. That's exactly See what I'm right. Saying? Yeah. That's exactly
5: right. Uh, we've, had, that. we've had some good times.
1: Together. Oh, there's no question about that.
5: We totally agree on a lot of uh, libertarian issues. Let me just leave it at
1: that. <laughs> yeah, we, were, we were talking earlier today to a, a man called Robert Blizzard, about the fact that there is a, a poll, the Esquire NBC news poll, uh, and there you can take the poll actually yourself, and I took I took the people will not come out on the scale from from uh, conservative to liberal where they think they're going to come out. I think most people see themselves leaning one way or the other, but would you also agree, you've been covering this for for 40 years now, that America tends to be much more in the center than it's given credit for.
5: This is a center-right country, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. This is a, cent- a center-right country. And, uh, you know, as, as crazy as the Tea Party is, there's a lot of virtues that they extol that, uh, you know, could be adopted. I mean, Ted Cruz uh, made that big splash, not by accident. He did because he had a, you know, significant constituency. 25% of the people at least believe as he believes. And if you're going to ask me, I'd say I was kind of like a tick or two to the left of center. But uh, no. not, not so much. I mean, I was, like I said, the war correspondent and. I backed George Bush. I voted for George Bush in 2004, not the first time. I voted for Al Gore the first time, but mm-hmm. I voted for Bush in 2004 because I didn't want to change horses in, in midstream, you know, in the middle of the presidential uh, right. family at that time. Then I voted for Barack uh, Obama in 08, and then again in 12. And, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's disappointed me a, a great deal, and I, I still think that. Yeah, I mean he screwed up the launch of Obamacare terribly. You know, I don't want to get too much into the
1: No, no, I understand
5: of the four You know, it's uh, uh, you know, so he's disappointed me, but I, I do, I do think that, and that's why I'm talking about Minnesota. You, it, 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 it's, a, it's a state that is a purple state in, in the best way. When you could go, you find someone your wife, you like, uh, you embrace them, you, you stick with them, and then uh, you know someone from the other party comes along, mm-hmm. and you know you're not entrenched in the way that like New York is so solidly, New York-California is so solidly blue, and all the, the states around you and in the middle there, they, they tend to be red. Minnesota is refreshing. It's competitive. I mean, anybody, look at Jesse, anybody could do it
4: there. Hey, Haroldo, do me a favor. Go toward that window that <laughs> overlooks Central Park <laughs> and the Meadowlands, because we're starting to get a little breakup on your cell phone. If you could move over...
5: Oh. Uh, okay, I'm out. I'm out on the patio now. now you sound a lot better.
4: Okay, hey, listen, bud. Right. don't move. Uh, you uh, you mentioned concussions in football, and I wanted to ask you about league of denial uh, by Frontline, uh, which the uh, NFL pulled out of. They were going to be co-sponsors of a look, uh, serious look at concussions, and then league of denial was left uh, just to be a uh, public broadcasting. Uh, and the corporation uh, to pay for the uh, documentary made quite a, a little bit of a splash. Uh, Minnesota attorneys handled the bulk of the uh, litigation and uh, the settlement with the uh, NFL uh was a substantial number but divided up among so many different individuals who uh qualified in the class uh really was just a drop in the bucket for the amount of injury that they suffered uh talk to me about league of denial and about the NFL's concussion responsibility
5: well let me let me go. I mentioned I was co-captain of the football team in in my high school in uh, suburban New York in West Babylon on Long Island I went back there. I got the key to the town of Babylon not so long ago, So, I, and it was football season. I went in the locker room to say hi to the guys. I swear to God, as in Minnesota, the linemen weighed 210. I'm talking about high school sophomores, yeah. high school juniors. The running backs were a solid 180 uh you know it, it, when i i was i weighed 165 i weighed 140 145 in high school and i i was not you know that malnourished or anything compared to my my colleagues linemen in my day were 170 you know uh, 180 was a very big person you know so part of it is the you know we've just evolved the people that play the sport are so huge and the torque is so and these new the new equipment, I think, the new helmets, uh, you know... Uh, so let me get to your question, to the essence of your question. It is impossible that people did not see the... In the same way we see post-traumatic stress in war, that people didn't see the, the post-traumatic physical and, and neurological disabilities from the violent game of football. So to answer your question specifically... I think the league has enormous responsibility, and every parent has to grapple with that issue of whether your son plays or whether he's engaged. Tiki Barber's a good friend of mine. You know, the former Giant, Mm -hmm. his brother was a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Tiki was a New York Giant for so long. Uh, He says he wouldn't let his teenager play. I I, I get that. I I don't agree with it, necessarily. But, uh, you know, we choose this sport. We love this sport. When you look at uh, ice hockey and uh, you guys would love it you see the way they get slammed around uh, you, you know it, It's uh, we have to take the, the downside with the upside but whether or not there's an, a, a, a total assumption of the risk as we lawyers say I, I think that the NFL and the league of denial and all, all, all of that, the river denial that you're talking about that's all true and they have to bear they, they make so much money they got to share some of that wealth with the people who've been busted up uh, but I don't want it to lead to a non in football. I wish there was a way, you know, I, I think in some ways, the, the bigger the player and the bigger the equipment, the more dangerous they are. But I, I don't know if I have a kind of deal deal. I, I don't want to be fun playing around here. But I, I do think the NFL has awesome, profound responsibility to anyone who's ever played the game there.
1: I think you're absolutely right. Geraldo, thank you very much for your time tonight. It was great having you on. Please well,
5: good luck with the new one, man. Uh, I'm delighted <laughs> that uh, you're, uh, you're in uh, the, this, uh, the, the big ticket here. And, uh, great seeing uh, Mr. Shelby there, too. And, uh, so, and we'll see. Let, let the best team win, although um, <laughs> in some ways it's kind of a hapless <laughs> exercise as I cast my glance over at the giant, giant Stadium.
1: I understand that. Well, please come back soon. It was great having you on, sir.
5: All right. Thanks. Bye, nice. Geraldo.
1: Geraldo Rivera, ladies and gentlemen, talking about... Uh, I wanted him to sing Under the Sea, Yeah. as long as the phone was doing that anyway. Best of the Tom Bernard
2: Podcast.
0: The seaweed is always greener in somebody
2: else's lake. Dream- that was Geraldo Rivera on The Best Of. Coming up next, we didn't do the sound before, closing out the show. We're opening up the... Oh. Now we're going all the way back to no, it's easy, you know big name guest it's actually titled no guest monday episode 316 just kind of a snippet capturing the day-to-day glory of the podcast next <laughs> Uh, Mark Rosen is gracing the cover of the October issue of St. Louis Park Community Magazine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just such a Sorry, movie. <laughs> Sorry, Rosie, we're laughing with you. Actually, no, we're laughing at you. The St. Louis
2: Park uh, Community Newspaper. Com- magazine. Community Magazine. Magazine. Like, community Magazine. Mm-hmm.
3: Why does it need to exist? <laughs> How many people live in St. Louis Park?
2: Actually quite a few. Yeah. It's a first tier
3: suburb and there's like a lot what, of people there. Forty
1: thousand people, fifty thousand at the oh, most.
3: Yeah, I'm sure.
1: It Andy's is forty five thousand mm-hmm. There you go, see.
3: Yep. Right there. So
1: forty five thousand people be gone, the fuck is this? <laughs> They
3: and,
4: and they're free
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh yeah they're at you know, it's they're be, the Byerly's in St. Louis Park it's,
4: it's got to be a bad scene when they call up and say would you stop my subscription please no it's free okay, <laughs> stop delivering you stop delivering?
3: up at the JCC, the Byerleys, and the Y yeah, so those are the three places you can pick it up and Beek's Pizza you <laughs> get one at Beek's too
2: Stan loves Beek's
1: Pizza oh it's great pizza, you do a good job um Bo Siegel, my old roommate, used to deliver pizza for them when he was a teenager. Really? You know Bo.
2: I do know Bo. I didn't know about the Beaks.
1: Now, this I... has nothing to do with Bo Siegel, but it just happens that he was my only roommate at the time. Is but... Bo Siegel related to Cliff Siegel? Yeah, it's his younger brother.
2: Oh, okay. Bo. No, we
1: just know So this is not Bo Siegel one. I'm talking about, but it was my roommate. I only had one roommate, Bo Siegel, <laughs> but it's not Bo Siegel. <laughs> Toots comes over to the house once when I was living with Bo Siegel over in Kenwood. Yes, he's working for for her Asylum Records, Electra Asylum, and I'm working for Capitol Records. So neither one of us ever left the house. We just sat there because there's another you know Bob Seger record coming out. Oh, there's another Linda Ronstadt Eagles record coming out. Cakewalk job. It was a cakewalk job. It Was wonderful. But Toots comes over, and she said, "I said, Mom, would you like a bottle of water or something?" Well, I yes, I'll just grab it. She opens the refrigerator and comes back and says. Why do you have so much oregano in your crisp? Uh, He said, What? You got you must have about five pounds of oregano. in your head. You didn't even think enough to
2: stash
0: the pot when was your mom mine? came
1: over. I didn't know it was in there. It wasn't mine. It wasn't wasn't
4: Bo's either. It was someone else. I don't know whose it I'm was. I'm Not blaming on Bo. Somebody came in at night and put five pounds of weed in our refrigerator. In our and grid. my mother saw it, and we got rid of it immediately.
3: Well, so I would know better. Kind of did that to us. Yeah, they did down um, in Florida. Yeah, We yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, found
3: yeah. a bag of weed in the freezer, in the yeah. freezer when we moved in. I thought small, it was a welcome <laughs> gift. You thought weed had it. You thought it was ours. I did? it's in mine.
1: No, Mom. Mom thought it was yours and Alex's? Yeah.
3: Well,
2: I smoked it. Yeah. It was great shit. Thank you. <laughs> 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 I would imagine freezing
1: it would kind of ruin it, wouldn't it? shouldn't. No?
3: No, I don't think it's just dry, It's just
2: dried... Weed.
1: This honestly got this bail because then I wouldn't look. Obviously, it was a bail. It was like a. It was
3: bail. a
4: key. It was. So a he key. was selling yeah. it. I'm sure it was you like were dealers. That's how he was living there.
3: we go. I Dealing. didn't even smoke pot. Your father was a drug dealer. Didn't you smoke pot and then you had like a panic attack and had to sit outside by a tree for like three hours?
1: This <laughs> is, it, is it just after <laughs> I met
4: your mother. <laughs> That's didn't, true.
3: Didn't you tell me that? You <laughs> yes. a, how would you get a panic attack from pot? That yeah. happens to some people. When you think you're oh, not paranoid coming down.
4: stuff. Yeah, uh, you think you're not going to come down. You, uh, you think you're going to be stuck I didn't think that you would in get this get, like, position. I
1: heard like
2: that high. It was like a
1: slamming in my head over and over again. So that's why I want to try it again. At, exploding you know. head syndrome? <laughs> What's the exploding well, head syndrome? It's yeah. it's called. Yes, sounds what. It sounds
2: terrible,
3: yeah. and that's why I've never smoked pot.
1: But I don't want to smoke pot. That's the whole thing. I don't want to keep the crap <laughs> you around. Eat it?
3: You want edibles?
1: Yeah. yeah, like a lollipop they got, apparently. <laughs> they got lollipops. They got like, uh, but it's not legal in Minnesota in any form, is no. it? No. Why
4: not? Well, they'll change. Minnesota likes its laws.
3: I can't imagine it would taste very
2: good. No. Law enforcement is generally awful. opposed to
4: any form of legalization of marijuana, even for personal consumption. Right. Now it's a it's it's illegal, but it's a it has at least been turned into a misdemeanor ticket form in simple possession. It's not even a felony anymore? No. For oh. simple possession. You have to be uh, in possession with intent to distribute yeah. to yeah, the See the problem is
1: that I would ship in a bunch of cookies and brownies and then they'd <laughs> you'd bust have me too for too many, yeah. They'd bust me for shipping drugs over
4: state so lines. So you'd have to have like a standing yeah. order of four cookies a day. They would just every day what the, po- it takes? the postman would be I know nothing about pots. Yeah, I don't either. No. Mike, you're probably a pothead.
2: How <laughs> about, about that? He clears his throat. I don't know,
4: the one time I ever tried it was in the brownie form. Okay. And the girl who made it in college, she screwed up. She was supposed to make two batches. She had to mount a mount of weed for two batches. She put it all in one batch oh. and left the other Double unaffected. Potency. So then I had f- like four of those.
1: Four of the unaffected ones or four of the affected the ones?
4: The affected ones, and I was... That was the only time I've ever tried pot. See, so so, somebody
3: told me that I they I had a brownie, and then they told me, oh, ha, ha, it's a pot brownie, and absolutely nothing happened to me. <laughs> oh, so it's just crappy pot, sure? or no? Seriously, You're I was just like, always
1: nothing's happened.
2: <laughs> I know. I was
3: like, <laughs> well, I'm not high, so I don't understand.
1: Do you know who Brendan Walsh is, the comedian? Brendan Walsh. Yes, I do. He's on like World's Dumbest. He's got red hair and a, well, kind of brownish red hair and a beard. Very, very. He's very funny. Apparently, he was telling a friend of mine about. He's it's got Canada, a, isn't he? Well, I don't know. He lives in L.A. now because he's an actor and a comedian. <laughs> he's <from Canada. laughs> but he's got a marijuana card, a you know, California marijuana card, and apparently they deliver to you wherever you are.
3: He's from Philadelphia. He's
1: yeah. from Philadelphia. I'm, <laughs> well, I'm off. When you call them, they'll bring involved. it. Like if we call, if we we're in California right now, I could call <laughs> them and say, "Hey, I need uh, uh, two marijuana brownies <laughs> and four cookies." they would actually deliver it over to you. Hmm. But he's telling my friend this story. <laughs> would you? Is there any way we can show... Oh, the TV's not on. Never mind. Well, I could turn it on. you got to see Brendan Walsh's face in order for this story to be really good. Because it's, it's okay, but looking at him when you hear out? the story. Oh. He's got it. How long will it take to put his picture up? Well, oh, you know what? Uh, let me read this, and he can put his picture up. In the, in you just like any picture of him? Yeah, any picture of Brendan Walsh is, is fine. Okay. Very funny guy. So, you think about starting a new website. Maybe you have a new small business idea, and want to sell something online, or maybe you want to show off your photography. Maybe you just want to start that new podcast. GoDaddy's offering one newer transfer.com for just $1.99 for the first year. Each new.com comes with a free instant page website and built in photo album. So, what are you waiting for? Get your website started today. Go to GoDaddy.com, enter code word Barnard. That's B A R N A R D. GoDaddy.com, enter code word Barnard. B A R N A R D. A portion of the profits of the Tom Bernard Show goes directly to the Smile Network. The Smile Network is a nonprofit organization that provides life-altering reconstructive surgeries and related healthcare services to impoverished children and young adults in developing countries. The Smile Network, together, where we are constructing lives, one bright smiling face at a time.
2: At a time.
3: Well, that
1: didn't work out very well. There it is. <laughs> there he is, right?
3: There. Why is it so? Wow. Well, really that's
2: a terrible a picture. It is a
1: terrible picture, but it's a perfect p- no,
2: picture for this story. Much,
1: I mean. They all kind of look like that.
3: That
2: looks better. No, that, that there. That looks there. more there. like him. That's than
3: Brendan that Walsh right one. there. Yes.
1: Oh, good. Andy, bring it up. So, can the listeners see why that? It's so small. What the hell? Can the listeners see it? Uh, no. All right. Well, you can, you can look at. This. Oh, I know why. It's not that great a story, actually. But just look at his picture. No, okay. It will add to the story. Okay. I don't so know Brendan Walsh is telling in front of me. He's got this card, and he, he says, "And the great thing about it is I'll deliver it to you anywhere you are." <laughs> You could be like, you know, um
2: <laughs> <laughs> he just stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him
1: and just picture him when he there just he just talked and also
2: you could have delivered away. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> stop. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> really wow
1: <laughs> he had one of the best lines in the history of the world's dumbest there were these two friends fighting because on world's dumbest was on true TV they play these videos and they comment on them Judy gold who was just mm-hmm. with us she's yes. one of the commenters mm-hmm. uh, we've had tons of people on the show that have been world's dumbest but <laughs> there were these two friends who were fighting and their third friend is standing, and he's had enough of seeing these two <laughs> friends fight because they're really good friends. And he, just, and he keeps yelling, "Stop, stop!" And then he actually steps into the camera frame, and he's such a Guido. He's wearing a tank top and a fedora,
4: <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> Brendan Walsh says, "When this guy steps out, he put gets between the two guys. He's wearing the fedora with the tank top." And Brendan Walsh says, "Hey, hey, hey! Everything's going to be fine. Detective Tube Top is here." <laughs>
5: detective two or tank top excuse me
1: detective tank top is here so everything will be just fine don't worry oh god are we supposed to call somebody
3: uh no he's going to be calling us i thought five is he calling us seven are we calling him is the ringer Uh, on
1: uh yeah that's and one thing is
3: the oh, issue. Mike's not.
1: busy talking about his pot stories. The guys calling
4: in.
2: pot stories. I
4: got no no <laughs> clue <laughs> <laughs> what's happening. I just way. love the idea that yeah, he's probably going to be call okay. Like to. Be Detective okay. Tanktop is here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: <laughs> just, oh. the guy, he's
1: got the fedora
4: <laughs> I could just see. I can just see at the 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 explosion and the crash of the Hindenburg behind him, and there's a cop walking out going, "Move along, nothing to see here." <laughs> <laughs> Everything's going to be okay. Detective Tank Top is to here. nothing see here. I mean, can you imagine? What
1: the hell? What you mean there's nothing to see here? And the guy's name is Detective Tank <laughs> Top. I hope everybody else thinks it's that funny. What is that? What, what's that buzz? Is that you? Oh, it's Mom. Yeah. It's Mom upset in the apple cart. So anyway, on the scene, get back to the TV show for the fifth time, or the eighth time, or whatever. Um... So what we're gonna do is like film this thing. I what if we should show that, like put it up on YouTube or something? Show what? What oh, do you think about reel? that, Don? What? When we get the real done, should we show it to people first or should we just put it up on YouTube and then
4: show well, it? I think I have something to talk to Bo about. I think that's a good marketing strategy strategy. Get it up and let people see and comment. Yeah. Well, yeah. But since we don't have absolute uh, ownership of it, we can't really
3: just do that we do that, no, 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 because the publishing be... company has partial
4: ownership. No, 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 we, we will own it, that's why we're no, doing it this be funded way. To me. funded through this, and so the ownership will, will rest here. Yeah, that's why I wanted to do it that way
1: because you know they, they're going to do it, but I said, well, I'll just pay for it because then we'll own it. We can do whatever we yeah, want. We definitely,
2: definitely want to own everything, I would say.
1: I'm going to call Brendan Walsh and see if it we can call the show us. Detective Tanked. <laughs> Make <laughs> no sense at all, but it will be funny.
2: Oh yeah.
3: Yeah, I haven't gotten an email from you about this, so
1: I about guess he what? must be calling in. The uh,
2: it says where call where in me? TBS.
1: Oh God! Did you? I didn't. Ta- no, I couldn't have talked to you guys about
2: it. I'll text.
1: Yesterday, yeah, I'm sitting around, My nothing going on. Die. I'm just hanging around the house, so I figured. Ah, oh, you know what? I haven't seen a movie in a long time. I'll watch a movie. <laughs> I talked to the family about this last night but i watched this is the end the most unfunny piece of shit in the history of movies if it's not really funny, bad things about it not at all funny and it has all these big stars in it like james franklin's in it i find that an all-star cast is a negative
3: indicator it probably is. like the expendables yeah, yeah, come on. The reason I yeah. watch it is because
1: Jay Baruchel's in it. I really like Jay Baruchel. <laughs> People would, liked it. 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. 84%. What? Now, did they give you demos on that? Because we no. were guessing that the You're demo kidding. would
3: be 15 years of age male. That's exactly what I... I mean, based on this guest list, then yeah,
1: that's exactly what it is. Every joke is either dick, tits, a vagina, a butthole. Just like that one. Every joke.
4: Ha! Just like <laughs> the <game laughs> show you were talking about. That's the funniest Every, thing I've ever <laughs> heard you say. <laughs> well, no one gets 15 years old. Well, that's no way. comedian's yeah.
3: you know, go-to. That's the default. And there's yeah. no way this wasn't marketed directly toward teenage boys. Oh, you're looking at it now? I'm 100% certain.
1: Well, that's why I watch it, because it got an 84 on the tomato meter, and usually <laughs> they're not wrong. But do uh, they, I don't know about that. Do they break out demos on there? No, not even. Well, see, that's the whole problem. Because if it's if it's a bunch of young boys, then I guess they would think that's funny. It it was not funny at all. I mean, I sat there the whole. I watched it for forty five minutes and then just bailed. I said, "I can't watch anymore." Well, that movie Ted was the same way for me.
2: Ted sounds
1: tried to watch Ted. It was just horrible. Once again, teenage boy movie, Seth MacFarlane Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but it's so sad that you go to you would sit around on a Sunday afternoon. You just relaxing you know slept late everything's great <laughs> everything's really good I watch a nice movie terrible Catherine and Alex and I watched a film that remember Plus One when uh, oh who, who do we have on from that movie again Megan uh, Fox oh, Megan Megan Mullaly or whatever no, not Megan what? Mullaly no well, name is,
2: uh, <laughs> why do you say these things and then I can't ever think but of she the real name it,
1: but the movie
4: was really boring that movie it's called Plus One oh, Megan Hayes Megan yes. Hayes I'm going to see a movie, though. I'm going to go see Redford in All is Lost. Um, it's a full feature-length movie. has only one actor. Robert Redford. Robert Redford. <clears> okay. <throat> and no dialogue. Not a word is spoken.
3: Yeah.
4: The whole movie. In the whole movie, not a word is spoken. And they're already saying, just give the Academy Award to this show. Well, how can they if nobody talks? Because uh, it's all in what happens. And, and you do see him write from time to time. He's and on he a sailboat. Talks. He's on a sailboat.
1: Oh, And the okay. sailboat
4: gets in trouble. So there's no one to talk to. There's no one to talk to. And it's and how he tries to survive and under what circumstances he tries to survive, uh, he is completely alone. And so it's just... It's, it's. They say it is one of the most amazing performances. One writer, one critic, said Robert Redford had to wait until he was 77 years old or Albert mm-hmm. old he is, 77 years old, right. to... Uh, Perform his greatest feat okay. of acting ever.
1: Well, right, well, and that was the argument we had that no actors use their facial
4: expressions any longer. Their body language—they right. don't use it. They just stand there and look pretty. Yeah, I had Danny Glover on on a radio show once, and, so. and 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 okay. do this on radio. You know, you had to bring the the listening audience yeah. to picture Danny Glover, and I said something to him, kind of like one of those uh, Paul McCartney moments. I said, um, uh, "Mr. Glover." uh oh. one thing that I've that not noticed it. about your acting, and I said, and I'm a fan, is that <clears throat> you do more acting with your eyes mm-hmm. than m- most actors do with their entire physical body and their voice. Right. And he that. just stopped. He just... Yeah. I thought... <clears throat> oh, that's a huge wait wait, Did I mess him up somewhere? <clears throat> I and I he went, went, he went, no, he said, I, I am so thankful that you recognize that. Oh, yeah. That is that is uh, that is an extremely big compliment for me because if you just watch Danny Glover's eyes um, you know you know the whole story yeah, you know I the agree. whole story of his personality as a change and i just i just love uh, watching people act that who can do who can really it. act with their whole being <clears throat> and,
3: and speaking of change apparently larry is no longer with lawyers.com as of very recently
1: as of today
3: so he won't be on
1: nice booking honey <laughs> i didn't do it
2: you got him fired
1: way to go you got him fired. i don't know Eddie. if he quit or what but yeah well, let me, you know I'll what
2: just... he's still a lawyer call that number and oh, see the
1: yeah, answers let me be a lawyer i mean if he let wants be to lawyer. be on then well, he's yeah, not gonna I guess. be on because we're gonna he's not gonna say he got he just...
3: well we don't have to talk about that's i'm the lawyer i'm
4: the lawyer that's, that's the true how are you feeling today Depends. <laughs> what the fuck is
1: the deal with Halloween? <laughs> have you ever used the word...
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, not today, but you have.
2: You, know, you have, I just heard you. <laughs> Who called you, Andy?
4: Uh, that was Janet.
1: Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, Janet just called to say that he...
3: It's Janae. It is not Janae. There was a,
1: he, he have separation anxiety? <laughs> as Janet, as well. our guest booker, she just... Uh,
3: She's been running around looking, and then all of a sudden, his publicity guy calls her and says he's oh, yeah. not on lawyers.com anymore. Oh, poor guy.
2: Well, there it is.
3: And I have a feeling well, he won't separation. be
4: answering his phone. Yeah, he's not going to answer I his. wouldn't. There's no way he's going to answer his
2: phone. Well, I don't know. Well, it must we, have we, been a shakeup oops. at lawyers.com. <clears throat> no, but I think The, the reason
4: up? I want to talk about that is because we're talking about <laughs> Halloween, mm-hmm. and we're talking about the changes in this litigious society right. that have overcome this uh, once oh, scary. Fun uh, holidays, to
5: celebrate
4: and fun, uh, and it all started. I think uh, <laughs> I first noticed it with my children when they would have the uh, dress up for school mm-hmm. Halloween party, and they were still called Halloween parties at that time. Now they don't call them that because you can't say All Hallows Eve, uh, so it's religious. It's religious, yeah. so now they call it a harvest deal. Are you oh, yeah, kidding serious, so me? Serious, serious, no. uh,
2: serious. The what the hell? <laughs> yeah,
4: so, so schools, schools, some choose to uh, abrogate the rule, but most uh, abide by it for fear of being sued hmm. by yeah. those people who uh, think that it's you're celebrating religion when it's really pagan origin. But then even that's considered a religion. So, my kids, uh, a letter came home and said. I am shitting you not. It said, <laughs>
1: the letter dear, said
4: I'm dear you. parent, we are having a Halloween or harvest uh, festival, and all of the children will come to school in costume. No scary costumes, please. Right. No scary costumes, right. Could mm-hmm. not wear... What? It's fucking Halloween. Exactly. No, I agree with you. It's sad. It's about I, well, monsters. Is it, is it's it, it, about is it, ghosts and Is a shit. kid
3: with a sheet over them? Is that yes, a scary? Yes, that's a ghost. That's scary. Oh, no. That's scary? That
4: that's really scary. is. You know you're yeah, talking about the paranormal. paranormal.
3: Well, we had a costume contest at my high school, and the guy who won was Hannibal Lecter, so...
4: <laughs> well, there you go. Wow. I guess ours didn't Things care so much. Although... Where did? did you go to school in St. Peter. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> we did, have a, uh,
3: He's we like, did have a school, a middle school, that banned Halloween for a different reason. Yep. oh well, because yep. it was... It brings it out was, demons. Brings out it was demons. the devil's holiday. They, they, put you, the they put out their Christmas tree to ward off the demons mm-hmm. on Halloween.
1: Our, our kids were at that school for, what, two weeks?
5: After
3: the they said, month that
1: we don't do Halloween here because it brings out demons. Okay, here we go.
2: And goodbye.
1: And yeah. you're done. Yeah.
2: of clips in the vault to make this thing work on another episode of the best of the tom bernard podcast brought to you by brad john bryant great clips this week from Geraldo rivera and a classic don shelby conversation thanks for listening everybody and we will see you next week